Sweet as Honey, the podcast. Hey, honeybees. Welcome back to another episode of the Sweetest Honey podcast. A, can we guess where A is? Do we think it's working? It's definitely working. A is definitely working. Sorry about it. But I'm not sorry because I do have another guest host today. And our guest host is amazing. A frontline healthcare worker, honey. Okay. My sis has just had brain surgery is contributing to the amazing raising of five human beings, five human beings, thank you very much, and owns a natural business that I think that y'all are really going to like to hear about. So guys, please join me in welcoming our guest of the day, Shalea. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for being here and for doing this. Um, we've already been just chit-chatting. We're new best friends now. Um, right. We, before we started to record this episode, the podcast have caught up on just about everything. We've gotten into background a little bit, and we're just going to dive back into some of those things and make them a little more specific in some instances, and we're just going to have a good time. I think that y'all are going to enjoy this. Um, so... Um, First of all, okay, had brain surgery like 15 whole minutes ago. <laughs> yes, yes, January the 4th. January the, the 4th. And at the time of recording, it is what, the 18th, 19th? Yeah, 18th. The 18th. So, mm-hmm. Okay, so, so how has that been for you? <laughs> it's been really good. Like I, so like we said in the back, um, I had really been going through this for like three years where I've been going back and forth to doctors they all told me I was fat and depressed and yeah I wasn't and I always started all the doctor's appointments with hey I have a twin sister she had a pituitary cyst nobody thought to send me to get an MRI I was working at a children's hospital at the time very busy so I was going back and forth then I gained 50 pounds just out of nowhere I could look at Tiffany Tiffany has on a white shirt I know your name's Tiffany and my brain's like, we're not going to say that. We're just, we're going to prioritize like your heart beating over you actually speaking words. So like, oh, okay. Yay. And then I started having like some heart troubles, all that stuff. Long story short, I went to, I found my doctor, my endocrinologist, Dr. Smileybird. I started working in the office and I told her about this and she was like, oh, we're going to do some blood work, like 15 tubes of blood. And we're going to send you get a brain MRI. Come to find out, I have not one, but two tumors. We named them Tutu and Cece. So when I get really tired, I slur my words and all that mess. And it sounds like I'm drunk. But in between all of this, like I still have two children to raise and I'm still working. And um, we go, she sends me an Emory because she's like, oh, no, for sure. This has to be taken out. And of course, Emory's like, oh, no, we're going to wait and see. So three more years, and we finally found Dr. Sampson down in Mayo Clinic, and her and Dr. Chichana's like, we don't know what it is until we take it out. Mm-hmm. At first, we thought we, I had acromegalia, which is very rare. Most people don't know what acromegalia is. It's um, Andrew the Giant. You know who he is, right? Mm-hmm. And Julia Stiles and Tony Robbins. They all have acromegalia. Really? So it calls- yeah, Tony Robbins won't confirm his acromegalia, but he has all the physical symptoms of acromegalia. Mm-hmm. His face has changed, he's gotten taller, all those things. 
he won't. I and I think if he would actually confirm his acromaglia, it would help the community. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know he, that about Julia Styles. You know, Julia Styles in my bed ever since she saved that last dance, honey. Okay. I'm not Ju- I'm sorry, not Julia Styles, Julia Childs. The Childs, gotcha. Childs, yeah, Julia Childs. She has acromaglia also. Well, had acromegalia. Gotcha. Um, most people with acromegalia die from heart disease because your heart continues to grow. Well, mm. acromegalia, like your brain turns on and says, hey, you know what you should do? Grow. Even after you stop growing. Mm. So, Which makes sense if it was a condition of the, that affects the pituitary gland, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, I had like, so we thought I had acromegalia because like I have like blood pockets on my spine. I have osteoporosis and all these things. But when they took the tumor out, they come to find out, oh no, babe, you're even rare. You have an FSH producing tumor that's even rare that they don't find in your age group. What is FSH? What does that mean? Follicle stimulating hormone. FSH and LH are kind of luteinizing hormone. They go together, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't have pocket and tumors in your brain. Mm, okay. They usually find this in like people that are double my age and they find it in men a lot. Hmm. Yeah. So that was even rare. And to the point where Dr. Sampson was like, can I teach about you? Cause you'll be a great teacher. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be like immortalizing books? <laughs> like, right. Yes. Will you share, because I thought that this was so interesting. I mean, it was kind of disheartening, but heartening at the same time because of your specific case. But what was different about the team of medical professionals that helped you actually have the correct diagnosis that's different from before? Oh, the before doctors were all white. And so on purpose now, all of my doctors are people of color besides Dr. Sampson, because I truly believe that Black people and all people of color should have doctors for people of color because they listen to us. So, like, I literally had a doctor, like I was telling Tiffany before, he walked in the room and he was like, you're obese and you need to have a gastric sleeve. And I was like, bitch, fuck you. Like, <laughs> like you won't find right. out about it. Fat and depressed. That's all they could see was a Black fat woman. They couldn't see the pain that I was having, my underlying symptoms, like all of these things. Mm-hmm. They just thought fat and depressed when with brain tumors, especially pituitary tumors, they cause you like joint pain. Mm-hmm. So if like you're in pain, like nine, like all day long, but I have two babies, so I have to work. And I call them babies, but they're 18 and 15, mm-hmm. but they're my little. And like, and then you're sleepy, you wake up fatigued, you wake up tired. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally hit somebody's car because I woke up, I was driving to work and I fell asleep behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. So and I'm telling all these people this, I'm telling all these doctors and they're just like, oh no, you're, you're just fat and depressed. But the scale though, but the scale though, but the right. scale though. And that's all they could care about. Was and the you're black, scale. so I don't care, but like you're fat right. and I hate fat people too. Yeah, exactly. And like you said before, oh, can you just watch your carbs and can you do this? Like, bruh I went on a diet I went on a doctor mandated diet I did everything to the T and I gained eight pounds mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. how sway 
and I'm just well I don't know I guess you're just lazy and you're not really doing what you're supposed to be doing and okay nobody cares about your personal trainer nobody cares about the fact that of what your diet actually looks like or that you follow this like the numbers on the scale yeah and that's all they could care about well your Mm -hmm. BMI and I'm like do you you realize the BMI was made by a mathematician who said that this should not be applied to humans but let's not talk about that yeah the BMI it's, it's not even the BMI is arbitrary it means nothing there is no rhyme or reason to how it works it is just a pattern that people have decided to use but there it, like from a medical standpoint it had it it doesn't have legs I mean, like no. it just doesn't it is just a number there are no there's not enough information to and honeybees if you are like curious about all like debunking things like about fatness or about BMI there's a podcast that I've listened to recently that I'm absolutely obsessed with I used to really love the podcast you're wrong about featuring Sarah well hosted by Sarah Marshall and Michael Hobbs they have separated so Sarah continues to do you're wrong about with guest hosts and right now Michael's his main project is working on a podcast with his co-host Aubrey Gordon who is also an author but Aubrey is a fat person and talks about the experiences of fat people so if y'all want to check that podcast out the name of it is maintenance phase so maintenance phase you can find it on everywhere else you want to go but it is so informative and it's sassy and it's real and it's honest sometimes it can be a little bit hard to listen to because this is a fat person talking about her experiences as a fat person and fatness and as we all know society's not very nice to fat people <laughs> so proceed with caution there but it's it's great I, you will really love it for sure but just for the honeybees but go on yeah so like yeah like so they that's all they really focus on and I'm just like because like I was telling you before if you look at my basic pro like my basic blood work I'm mm-hmm. perfectly healthy Mm-hmm. but it was into Dr. Smyberg was like oh let's start looking at your hormones let's start looking at like um she calls it a pituitary panel so she does like your mm-hmm. hormones she like um hormones that should be produced by your pituitary your sex hormones your um she looks at your like family history so like my my sister my other sister she has a history of blood clots so she did like a clotting disorder panel and all these things so she just really went into depth and was like okay let's look at this stuff and then that's when it came out like oh your IGF left your IGF one level is high your growth hormone level is high which as a human uh adult human your growth hormone level shouldn't be like above like 0.04 that's what Dr. Sampson was telling me mm-hmm. so I'm having IGF level I mean I'm having growth hormone levels like 10 what seven yeah like so it's like that's not normal right so all of these things and um it's just like what's really going on like your insulin levels like your testosterone level is like basically non-existent you're so all these things and it's just like okay yeah on the like go beyond the basics and that's where you find me at Mm-hmm. like I'm thinking oh my god I'm so tired I must not do like have any B12 so I'm getting like these B12 sides no my B12 level is fine I don't produce a hormone called DHEA mm-hmm. so that goes a lot with energy and all that stuff and the thing is you'll be like oh well okay so I have to be on the medication for that I literally pay $13 I get it from Sprouts and bam 
there's my DHEA. <laughs> like, that's it. So having had that experience, would you say, like, does it make, let me think of how I want to ask this. Do you think that it should be something that we should be seeking out beyond just a regular blood panel? Like if we start to have like weird symptoms, even if it's just about mental health or about like unexplained weight gain, is that something that you think that we should be asking about? Like, okay, well, can we do some more in-depth blood, like uh, blood tests? I really do think so because like they felt good in saying that I was fat and depressed by saying you the your levels are your levels are perfect mm-hmm. and they are like my cholesterol even being in this fat body on paper on a basic level sis is healthy sis is doing the thing mm-hmm. but once she went into in depth like and the thing is it's not even a lot more blood i work in the lab it's like one more tube of blood yep one more sst and like Yes, it can solve so many things. Like, so many people are thinking, like, and I'm going to toot Dr. Smiley um horn for a second because she's triple board certified. She's a black woman. She is everything. And most people don't practice medicine like she practices anymore because she actually listens to you. Mm-hmm. So she listened to me. And I've seen her cure so many people because she listened. Like she listens, she understands. I thought I put this on do not disturb. I am so sorry. That's okay. I can still hear you fine. Like okay. when you when I can't see you, I can still hear you. <laughs> okay, so she listens, she understands. And so she goes off of there. So like if you come like I've seen her like tell people like women have I just don't feel attracted to my spouse anymore. And she runs like a sex hormone test. And you're not producing any female hormones. So, of course, you're not um, attracted to your spouse anymore because you literally don't have the hormones to say, I feel sexy. Mm-hmm. It's not like a oh, self-image thing. No, I'm not producing those hormones anymore. And so what's I just going literally on? don't feel it and something's wrong. <laughs> like, I feel like it's not that I don't like you. It's not that I'm not attracted to you. I just, I ain't got it. So, mm-hmm. I don't. So that's what it is. So I really do think because like if your DHEA level is off, you can be fatigued, you can be depressed, you can be mentally cloudy, you can be all these things that you're thinking, oh, I should get like um, uh, depression pills and all this stuff about. And it's just like literally like, no, I just need to go to Sprouts and get a $13.90 day supply of DHEA. Mm -hmm. But most people are like, oh, no, it's my B12 level. No, it's your DHEA level. Mm-hmm. Like, so well, it's, shit, I really. Shalea, we don't know. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I feel like we all know, especially if you're like in a female body or, you know, you are AFAB, we're not used to having to advocate for ourselves because it makes us feel like we're being rude. It makes us feel like we're causing somebody trouble or giving them extra work to do or anything like that because we don't have people that are advocating and saying, you need to ask for this. It is not going to cost you anything extra. The same blood test that they just did, they can take another vial and they can go and do that. Your insurance will pay for it. Um, 
or double check with your insurance if something else is going on. Talk to your primary care doctor about those things because hell, I mean, some, listening to some of the things that you have shared, I'm like, well, damn, I wonder if, you know, that's something that I need to go and talk to my primary because I love my primary. Like if there's anything that we need, we can be, she is like, girl, what do, what do you need, girl? Like what, what what's up? <laughs> she is not a black lady because I cannot find a black primary, but she has done right by me. She has done right by my little flat back, my fat black ass. She has done <laughs> right by a's little tiny white ass um mm-hmm. she has done right by us through and through and has been the most helpful that she could be about anything um so for right now like i'm, I'm gonna keep up for right now like everybody else can be replaced mm-hmm. but like dr b like i love her um she does like i said like she genuinely does have our best interest at heart but shit like you over here like low-key schooling me too i'm just like well shit like maybe i need to be keeping better track of the types of symptoms that i'm having and when i'm having them like what else can change so maybe just monitoring when i'm feeling this way or that way or whatever and being like well is there something else that could be contributing to this that's not just going to make me end up on an anxiety and depression medication and dr smartberg really schooled me too because I was having like my hair was falling out and all of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. If your iron levels are low, it can make your hair fall out. I was like, mm-hmm. what? it can make you have pain. It can make you have heart, heart issues. And like when we were thinking my diagnosis was acromegaly, acromegaly, it causes like growth. So she wanted me to have a uterine ultrasound mm-hmm. because I was bleeding for like a month and it was no explanation. Yeah, oh, and I am someone who hates periods. I think they're only necessary for children, and after Same. that, I don't see why. Throw it right. away. Ooh. I don't need it. For right. What? So I call my um, I call my GYN, and my GYN is cool as hell. My mm-hmm. I love my GYN. It's just trying to get to get to him to get to the staff. So of course yeah. he has the staff in front of him, and I was like, "Hi, um, my G, my endocrinologist wants me to have a uterine ultrasound and be." tested because um i had acromegaly and acromegaly can call gross on the uterus and i've been bleeding for a month oh well you don't really need and i was like okay cool i said so can you document in my chart that you're refusing to order this test i asked for there you go so that's that, it so that's when they called back it was like so we heard we need to order you an ultrasound oh so now you want to order an ultrasound that's all you had to do to begin that's with <laughs> And I am not afraid, like, I, I am taken from someone who works in the um, healthcare honeybees. If you ask for your doctor, test, you ask for a test and your doctor says no, ask them to document in your chart their reason for refusal. Nine times out of ten, that answer is going to change because they know if something happens to you and they refuse, you have now have the right to sue them. Yep that your your reason for refusal they'll be like oh 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 no let me go ahead and order what you need why are you you trying to get the documents out girl (laughs) hold on chill out now come on certainly we can work something out damn come come on in here sit down hush you're being real loud come here you want something to drink hold on right and dr Oliver had to use that same reason because i needed iron before my brain surgery because my iron levels were like stupid and she's like i'm not sending my patient to brain surgery without (laughs) iron and Blue Cross Blue Shield at first denied me. And so she was like, so medical negligence. And they're like, wait, so this is how you order it without needing a pre-order. <laughs> they're, mm-hmm. like, they're like, oh, um, what was that? Oh, yeah. And she, But she don't go hard for me. She goes hard for all of her patients like that. Yeah. And so I love it. And I love her for it. Like, yeah. And so, yeah, I 
we have to advocate for us, especially as women and especially as black women. Yes. I am persistent and I am petty and I know how to get on your nerves. I have no problem. None whatsoever. I'm like, so what you 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 don't want to order that? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. It's like, cool, I got you though. And it was always really yeah. important to me when I was um growing up and stuff too. Well, not when I was growing up, but I don't, it sounds like I can hear it out here too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I know that this is a a visual platform. So like, I just like took one of my little headphones off while I was talking. Cause I'm like, is the sound just coming from my mouth or is sound also coming from my computer? Because I have like the headphones to monitor. I don't know why it sounds so weird to me right now. It's fine. Um, and initially it was just giving me like a weird look. I was like, well, this is what I'm doing. Like, I know it is weird. I'm just being a little weird. It's fine. Um, but that was something else. Like it was always really important to me when I worked, um, you know, like any type of admin position in a medical setting, I was always the person who was like responsible for like getting messages to and from people. So when people were like, I need a pre-authorization, I need this, like I would hold on to those notes. And I'm like, does the department that does, do y'all have this yet? No. Okay, great. Let me call my contacts and I will get them this information. Cause this doesn't seem urgent to you, but it is urgent to them. So it is urgent to us. Right. And if you're not going to do what you need to do, I'm going to do it. And don't let me be able to hear like a little timbre of melanin. I'm just like, Oh, a black. Oh no, Mm-mm, no, I got you fam. You ain't got to worry about you ain't got to talk to net or not another white person in this office because I got you I got you that's how I feel because we have to look out for each other because shit like everybody else will just let it pile up yeah like mm -mm. I'm I'm not that person like I'm a phlebotomist and I know my boss will never hear this so thank god but I'm that person I will give away our supplies especially the old little black ladies yes I have some Coban girl bring your purse set here Mm -hmm. this is in there Zip your, zip your purse up because I don't know where you got it from. Mm-hmm. I never seen that before. Up. I love you so much. You good? You got your appointment yeah. reminder card? You need <laughs> me to walk you to your car? You okay? I don't play. I don't right. play about my people. Like other people might play about us. I am never going to play with my people. So no. that was a whole word. And I hope that that's something that our listeners will take with them. Take that in stride. If you're an ally, okay, well, this is the way that you can be an ally. If you work in, you know, the medical industry, you need to be thinking about the way that you're interacting with black people and with people of color. You need to be thinking about what your attitude is. Y'all need to consider mm-hmm. the fact that in this situation, think about it like customer service. Think about the fact that these people are not feeling well, that they're scared. Yes, we are going to be gone. No, we are not here to blow smoke up your ass and to be your best friend and to make you feel good about your day. It is not an excuse for anybody being abusive to you, but this is a time for you to reach deep down. Because remember how in your interview, you said that you really liked working with people and helping people. So why don't we keep that same energy and work with people and help people, even though you don't like them, because you're probably holding on to some biases about these groups of people that you don't understand, but that's not their problem. It is your job to do your job and your job consists of maybe putting your cell phone down and getting off of social media for a couple of minutes to make sure that pre-authorizations are getting distributed to where they need to go that you're following back up with those patients and that you're calling them and that you're treating them with care and with kindness and can i add (laughs) and can i add when you fuck up on your fuck up yes don't cry yes please don't cry yes because one thing i hate is white women tears when they fuck up especially about my health Oh yes. Why are you? Why? Why? Why are you crying? You fucked up about me. Own up to your fuck up. Right. That's it. That's right. All. 
how you gonna cry? Is that gonna change something about my diagnosis or the outcome? No, you made a mistake and you need to be the one to call back and say, I am so sorry. I've, I've had to be that person before. It's my fault that your prescription didn't get refilled. And I'm very sorry about that. I've done everything that I could, but I was also the person that would like not leave until like the messages were out of my hands and I just had to wait on a reply. I would stay until I got the very last message or everybody knew when I was going to leave, I would make my rounds. Is there anybody else for prescription refill medications for follow-ups for holes in your schedule? Because that was my job. It is my job right. to take care of these people. Now, I'm not going to let anybody abuse me either, but crying is not the way to help. And if y'all need to figure out what that's about, I would implore you, because y'all know how Black History Month is coming up and how we like posting really cute quotes about things. Why don't we think about some of these creators that have links in their bio? So when we're getting this educational information, a lot of those same creators will also allow you to pay them for... Mm-hmm education they'll allow you to pay them for consultation they can walk through scenarios with you they can help to understand those things you can have actual practical sensitivity training from people from marginalized groups if it's coming from a white person especially if it's a white man I don't know girl like I don't know if it's worse if it's a white man or a white woman honey but if it's coming from them that's probably not the resource that it is that you need and you need to be getting some melanin somewhere from that person's perspective where they can give you anecdotal experience of what they have been through and apply that period (laughs) don't cry because we're gonna punch you in the face right I'm just gonna look at you like right why are you crying actually I'm like hey can you come get me when she's done and we Thank can you finish. so much. Right. Thanks. As a matter yeah. of fact, I won't come back until she is gone. So like, is it her <laughs> lunch break? Can she go early for the day? Because this is too much. I'm already stressed mm-hmm. out. I'm already having to hold my composure. Just like that white lady was going to get fucked up when I went for my brain MRI because she was treating me like I had done something wrong. I was like, damn, like we've already made sure that the funds, because I called you ahead of time, I know what I was supposed to bring. We've done that. Don't look at me in the color of my skin, but thank goodness I took my white spouse and was like, honey will you go ahead and they was like all right I got it and then they took care of it come in there with their little fancy business suit and their cute little hair and (laughs) I was like well here you go if it's a white that you want a white there will be I guess um which is a nice little segue into this how has your recovery been with your person so we have something in common both of our people are white so yes Mm -hmm. I'm gonna answer most people don't understand that because they're like you are the blackest of the black person I've ever met (laughs) I am 10 toes down for my people (laughs) right and they're like that's your that's your that's your person yeah (laughs) I don't love is love I don't know what to say (laughs) They was like, damn, girl, I know that we heard about Salt Bay. We just thought he was going to bring the salt, not be the salt. Like, what's going I, on? Uh, but he is actually <laughs> very fine, too. Like, it's like that Kevin Hart joke. If you're going to get one, get one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hmm. So tell the well, honeybees Mark- this funny story. Mm-hmm. Oh, tell wow. the honeybees oh, your funny story oh, about, oh. mm-hmm. So, Papa Doug, when I first met, Pat, I don't know, when I first met Patrick, he's a tattoo artist and all that jazz. So, when I first met him, Papa Doug was like, and I talked to him, he's like, oh, you're okay for a nigga. I was like, oh, 
Okay, Papa. Now, y'all don't, don't, don't crucify my Papa Doug because before he died, we were like two, like, that was my, yes, he was my honey bunny. And he literally told Patrick one day, if I was younger, I'll give you a run for your money. Sir, Grandma Juanita wouldn't appreciate that. Um, Just, just. Yeah, Grandma Juanita would appreciate that. Yeah, and Grandma Juanita- Shalea was going through the list of all of Patrick's relatives, and these is the most ethnic names I have ever. <laughs> Grandma Juanita is also a white woman. Yes. And I'm not going to make mom- you go through the whole family tree, but that <laughs> was so funny to me. <laughs> Stereotypes are very real because, like, they are whoa like so that's your people's name and these are my people's names and mm-hmm. you and not he has a Juanita he has a Glenda he has a Doug he has a Douglas and I have Andrea a Audrey and a James so it's like I love oh. it so yeah. how has your recovery been with Patrick how has he been supportive of you and oh I have not a need not a want like he takes care of me like all like He's at work right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if y'all are ever in Atlanta, Sling It Inc. on Buford Highway. Oh, ask for ghosts. Uh, but yeah, he takes good care of me. But he's also a man. So instead of like giving me a cup, he just gave me a big bottle of Juicy Juice. <laughs> juicy Juice is so good, though. <laughs> it is. And like, he makes sure I eat. I have all my meds and all that jazz. And he just, he's everything. Like, the I went to Mayo Clinic to have my um, procedure done in Jacksonville. He is like, like, so where your whoops like all nice and calm, mm-hmm. Patrick is like nothing fuck. Like he's like, mm-hmm. like he's like, I'm like, y'all, he ignorant. Don't, don't, don't rouse him up. He okay, okay. I can't stop. <laughs> like, when, and nobody would probably ever think that like he looks like. I don't know if you're on TikTok, but there's this trend where it says my kink is liberal men who look like Republicans. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He he like the beard and I always say there is a I make this running joke with him. I said you can always tell if a white man has a black woman or a black spouse. I was like, cause y'all all look the same. He was like, what do you mean? I said, y'all all have a fade in that beard. Y'all all look like Travis Kelsey. Oh, Travis <laughs> Kelsey. I'm going to Google Travis Kelsey. Who is that? Who is that? Because why does Patrick Glowkey sound like the last man I dated though? Except he was, he was short and like fat. Oh, I thought he was like hot as shit. He was so good looking to me. Um, it was, I mean, he didn't die or anything, but what'd you say his name? Travis Travis Kelsey, he plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. And Travis Kelsey is fine. Oh. <laughs> so think about it. Do you not see white men who date black women? Do they he not look exactly like, like that? that? Yeah, they do. And <laughs> this dude, I mean, he does look like that guy that I dated, just different. They all look like that. I'm like, he is so hot. He is so pretty. Oh dear! I'm like either they look like Travis Kelsey or they're really nerdy. You either gonna have Travis Kelsey or Serena Williams. It's no in between. (laughs) And like I used to go for like the nerdy boys because, okay, y'all. I don't know if I have ever told y'all this, but if it's like a little nerdy gamer boy, and he tall and he skinny, 
that nerdy gamer boy got a big ass dick. I promise. I promise. I would be willing to bet my life. It could be a cop <laughs> standing beside <laughs> me with a gun drawn outside of my car. And I would be like, I bet. <laughs> right. It's like. Yeah. I, I concur. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's about, but also they are really sweet. They tend to be very generous lovers. They tend to be very generous partners just in general. And y'all, they don't want to do nothing but play video games. They ain't nowhere cheating. They no. is in the world of Warcraft, honey. Okay. How do I know? I had one for years <laughs> and he was delightful and I loved him very much. And I hope that he is well. Um but yeah, I, I got you. I got you. There, there's no, they're either very nerdy, they're gamers, or they're Travis Kelsey. It is one or the other. Uh-huh. One or the other. And Travis Kelsey's girlfriend is black. I know. <laughs> I just saw a picture of her. She's really pretty too. And she, she looks is. like he would, yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Travis Kelsey looks like all of the real estate agents on The Bachelor. And his girlfriend looks like all of the kind of racially ambiguous but still black girls on The Bachelor. So like Tasha from Colton's season and from also yes. her own season. But yeah, Ooh, like that's oh, kind of her vibe. Oh, I know. Colton, he yeah. can go fuck himself. Um, <laughs> we are not Colton stands. I don't even like The Bachelor. Me, okay, so this is how I know me and you are kind of like, so my whole thing around with The Bachelor is they kiss too much. And I'm like, has everybody had their clean? And I'm like, in a pandemic, y'all ain't nobody got mononucleosis. Ain't nobody got tonsil stones. Ain't nobody washed they mouth out with mouthwash before doing this kissing scene. And y'all be drinking a lot. And some of them are smokers. So I'm just kind of like, ain't none of y'all having to hurt all of y'all are in a high stress situation and nobody's central nervous system is freaking out and nobody has a cold sore in this entire cast of 30 people. Nobody has a cold sore. Okay, I thought it was just me. Cause I, I literally, like, like I said, I told you before, I work in like a predominantly white, white office. So of course they're all like, we watched The Bachelor and I was like, let's try it. And I was just like, so he kissed everybody? Mm-hmm. all of them and then when they be going to them fantasy suites he probably was fucking all of them too and i was like "Ooh, yeah. y'all nasty i was like so he gonna kiss i'm like he just was kissing that girl so you just gonna wait and just watch and not it? nasty because of the set like i almost feel like if, as long as you wear a condom like i feel like sex with more cast members of the bachelor are safer than just kissing everybody on because you do y'all like Ain't nobody got COVID doggy style that I've heard of. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. With a condom and doggy style, ain't nobody got pregnant or COVID. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Mm -mm. And then like Hannah Brown season, Luke P was like right from down here. And I'm like, I don't know. He crazy. He got bitches in his basement crazy. That's how crazy. And they were like, what i was like oh wait that's not how y'all talk i apologize and i also want to know like why does everybody think that like this accent is so hot i remember when i was like 17 years old i was still in high school and do you remember those like chat lines from back in the day where you could like go Mm -hmm. like the quest line and stuff like that and you could just talk you could leave like a voicemail and i had one and i was carrie i was 18 years old from nashville tennessee and girl, how did I catfish a whole ass married black man 
to the point to where his white wife reached out to me, a 17 year old high school student to say, well, I hope you got somewhere for him to stay tonight because he cannot come back home. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you because like I got volleyball practice here in a little bit. And um, I'm basically like gonna have a juice box on the way to my minimum wage job, lady. I don't know what to tell you. Your husband's a creep. You're welcome. Have a good life. They're probably still together. Like your husband and his Halloween dick? That's your problem, baby. Got I, don't know. I was never going to meet him in person. Like, look, I am a black woman. Um, I totally told him that I was a white girl named Carrie from Tennessee, Carrie from Nashville. And I sound exactly. And you're mad at me. Okay. I'm a child. I'm going to go. Bye. I, I never heard anything else from her, but she did feel like she needed to send me. I was like, I'm not, this has nothing to do with me. I mean, I'll be asleep at my mom's house in my bed and my blanket, like real nice and toasty i don't care where he sleeps <laughs> he sounds like he sucks <laughs> that's your problem and it seems to be that you know your husband has a wondering eye and a wondering penis that i don't want it it's i don't want like it you do. and i have not had sex with anyone so like i don't i don't i was just doing it for shits and gigs also like your husband is kind of a pedophile because if he is like married and older why is he on this because i feel like it's really geared to teenagers um Mm, so it sounds like maybe there's more you need to talk to your couple's therapist about <laughs> yeah please talking about that because like my daughter I, I told you about my older daughter she's kind of like she likes people mm-hmm. and she was a 40 year old woman mm-hmm. and she would never her because like she was like 18 19 yeah dating this 40 year old woman and she's like mom I you I can't let you meet her and I was like why she's like because you'll say stuff because my first question was going to be like so have you always liked children I'm just wondering right and don't think she's mature for her age I know her I still send her ten dollars for McDonald's she's not she's not I'm like you're a lesbian in Atlanta and you're 40 you should at least have two kids in the house by now what's going on lady what's like I don't know what's going on with lesbians in like the SEC area um like but like they hit 40 and they're just like anybody anybody lord please and i'm just like y'all if y'all could just find each other y'all could leave the 25 year olds alone um i don't know why everybody is trying to find a sarah paulson right now <laughs> but um did and she's just like but mom she says i'm mature i was like i you still buy jordans instead of paying your car insurance <clears throat> it don't go it don't work that way and to an extent like I get it like women have this really weird ability to be able to shape shift we are such natural caretakers we are such naturally emotional people which is usually why I find myself drawn to people with that energy because like it feels Mm -hmm. good to be in that energy and you get somebody that does that and then you have this exchange of having that together like it feels good what I don't understand is I am 30 I could not imagine trying to have a relationship with a 21 year old right now And they had, you know, I mean, like it it was a significant difference as a 40 year old woman to be dating somebody in their 20s. Baby, she just turned 21. She was like 20. So I'm 38. Uh Her dad, he just turned 40. So that means she is like 40, 41. So -hmm. you're older than both of her parents. Uh And so I'm just like, and then she, then you want to complain so much she's a spoiled brat. 
because we spoil her she's because she's our child She's our child. Still, she's allowed. That is completely normal behavior for somebody in a even the healthiest upbringing, healthy family dynamic. That is normal for somebody in that age. I wish I could have seemed like a spoiled brat at 21 years old because that means that all of my needs were met and that I wasn't. Ha- I could just enjoy being. I could just enjoy being. It's not fair to have her on this pedestal where you need her to be up here because you need to feel better about the fact that her age is is such a significant gap. Now, I can kind of get older men and younger women because I feel like cis men just from my own experience, I will say this, just it's 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 different. It is just very very different. Um mm-hmm. and just I mean different from many ways, like maturity wise age-wise their interests and stuff like that I'm just like shit like a 21 year old girl and a 40 year old dude could potentially have a lot in common especially if it's my dad they might but like a woman no no not until the not until the younger person is 30 now if you 30 and over like nigga you could be 30 your partner could be 90 years old I'd be like I could see it I could see it like they probably they have an understanding she has Mm -hmm. understood her sexual proclivities she understands exactly what how the daddy issues are manifesting they're okay with that okay they're all right with that I got some weird stuff about older men too I don't understand what it means but I have understood it okay I, I get it I get it but like the 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 woman thing though, like I could not imagine. And the thing is, this was Britney's first relationship with a woman, like real relationship with a woman. Because like we talked before, I'm trying, I'm just trying to raise free children, especially free black children. So I don't mm-hmm. care who you love, don't they treat you right? Mm-hmm. And so like, she's just like, yeah, I think I'm lover, and honestly, I'm like, okay, cool. But I'm just like, hmm. I don't know. Did you meet I the lady? Know. She would never let me meet her. <laughs> she really, oh, she was like, oh no, mama. Like I won't, you wouldn't even able to talk her out of it. She was like, no, nah, mom, I'm not. She nah. was like, oh, she was like, oh, I know my mom is with the shits. <laughs> like, like, she, like, and my mom doesn't yell or anything. So you'll be like real, you'll be like, I think my feelings are hurt. Like a couple of hours later, like. Right, like, damn, like. That was she just said some sly ass shit to me, and I think I need to let me call my damn therapist because this lady didn't hurt right? me. Like, like because this woman literally asked me, "Did I always like children?" I was. It's a question. It's a very valid question, right? And I'm sitting here with you, like, okay, well, did you like? Is this a new <laughs> thing for you? Like, did the pandemic bring that out? You just trying to get back in touch with some youth, and since yours is gone, you need to latch on to somebody else's. What's up? Like, this is weird. No, <laughs> no, like. So do you like children? Have you always liked children? Don't tell exactly. me she's mature. She's not. Just, just wanting to know. Like if somebody came to me right now, man or woman, they, them, whoever, and said, I'm going to marry your daughter. Baby, I'm not even coming because it's going to last a smooth six months and I'm going to waste my time. Um, <laughs> I love y'all. I love her. Mm-hmm. Please please don't have a little human because I'm not leaving a human with you. I wouldn't even leave, leave my dog too long with y'all so just now I have to raise a human that's the real that's the real 
Yeah, like now. And my mom would have lost her mind. Shit, I was scared to bring my mom, like, boys that were my peers. I was like, this one's on the honor roll and also plays football and has his own car. And she was like, he gonna drive you to school tomorrow while you're trucking the shop. And I was like, mom, that is not his responsibility. Well... I don't like them. And I'd be like, okay, well, I'll try again another one. And then I went and got a black boyfriend who didn't have a car, but he did have a job. And then it was my responsibility to go get him from work and take him home from my parents. And he really appreciated that. But I was like, mom, what, what if this is not a great time for me? But yeah, that ex was my parents' favorite. No, it's not a good time. So you just, <laughs> it's just Got weird. It. I don't know. It's just strange. I don't know. Um, I wish that I would have brought any of them old ass men that I was dating to my, I'd be like, mm-hmm, this is my boyfriend, mama. He is 43. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you don't have no. to be here because all of us are at my apartment right now. So if you don't, you don't like it, that's okay. Um, right. <clears throat> so you talked about wanting to love your children and you said something so gorgeous and so beautiful that I wrote it down about, oh, okay. This was the quote you said quote, I don't believe in breaking children's spirits at all. And I thought that that was so sweet because what we were talking about, you know, this is just a segue, um, mm-hmm. just kind of like our growing up and this closeness and just the transparency that you have in the relationships with all of your kids. And I just, I want you to talk a little bit more about that and what you mean by wanting to raise your children to think for themselves and to think freely and how that plays into your dynamic. Now, a word from our sponsor. Here at the Sweetest Honey Podcast, we take self-care very seriously. We know you're staying hydrated, advocating and processing. Now it's time for luxuriating. Ooh Butter Baby has everything you need to bring your inner glow outward. Ooh Butter Baby is a black woman-owned natural product line featuring whipped body butters, oils, tinted lip balms, and exfoliating body scrubs that will leave you feeling deeply moisturized and smooth like Butter Baby. Nourish your mind, body, and soul with a blend of kokum, mango, and shea butters, and grape seeds, sweet almond, and papaya essential oils. Honeybees get 15% off by visiting oobutterbaby.com using the code HONEYBEE at checkout. Again, that's oobutterbaby.com with the code HONEYBEE. O-O-H-B-U-T-T-A-B-A-B-Y.com, code HONEYBEE. Now back to the show. So like, I think like when listening to the podcast and other stuff, I can tell that me and you had a similar upbringing mm-hmm. with our mothers and things like that. And, you know, going through therapy, you've been through therapy, I've been through therapy. And I realized that, yeah, you know, parents, especially parents of children of the 80s, they were just, they were flawed people. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to leave it at that. I take yeah. it as it is. We're going to leave it at that. But I have a different outlook on life where I want to raise my children to be free black children and my bonus babies who are white to just be free children and to be free thinkers and to have an opinion because I feel like sometimes in the black community our parents will make so many decisions for us and then when we turn 18 well figure it out Mm -hmm. you didn't even let me use my hairstyle for the first 17 years and 364 days of my life (laughs) but now at 18 figure it out (laughs) like no 
So no, my children, they are allowed to tell me anything. Actually, they know not to lie to me. Like I'm the last person to lie to. Um, they, you will get in more trouble lying to me than the thing you think you will get in trouble about. Right. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I can fix the truth. I cannot fix a lie. So tell me the truth. Like when we were talking about sex, it's not a big deal to me. I was a human. I was a teenage human with hormones. I work in a healthcare field. I understand you have hormones. And then when you're a teenager, you're raging with hormones. So if you want to fuck, let me know. Mm -hmm. Like, and so with my younger, with my two biologicals, they, it's not a big deal to them. Like with my 21 year old, yes, there's some conversations that we have had that I just like, whoo, let me get a wine, <laughs> some wine and okay. <laughs> I'm ready, but they know I am their safe place. I am the safest place for them to be. And I do that on purpose because I wish I could have had that. Mm -hmm. So I tell, like I told you before, I tell them every day you were made to be great because they truly are. They, and I speak life into them and I'm not saying it's all kumbaya and all that shit. I have five teenagers rating from 21 to 15. Mm -hmm. So no, it's, not kumbaya there are hard moments in life there are times when i have to be like what the hell i don't say fuck or i call or call them the n-word to my children mm -hmm. but i'm like what the hell and there have been times when i have said fuck and they know that i'm serious but mm -hmm. i also don't yell like this either because i just i don't want to break them as people i don't never want to be the person my child has to heal from mm -hmm. so in that instance Yes, do I have hard conversations? Yes, do but do I have radical trans transparency with them? I do. So I, I was truthful in telling them like you know it's age appropriate like you know me and your dad we didn't have the best relationship but the thing we did right was y'all too. Mm -hmm. Yes, I was tested as a child, but however please know no one can ever tell you if you if they're touching you if you tell mommy then this will happen no baby i will go to jail for you i will smile in the mugshot mm -hmm. they are like i tell them the truth like i tell them things like like okay so this is gonna be kind of harsh because when my daughter told me she was think she likes girls and my older daughter um i let her know like because on the Kenzie scale, I'm not exactly heterosexual. I've had instances with females. And mm -hmm. I was legit that mom. Like, I don't cookie coat shit. I just tell you the truth. And so I was like, are you sure? And she was like, what you mean? I was like, because pussy is an acquired taste. Mm -hmm. You just can't say you like it. Right. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's not like a taste that you just like, oh, I think I'm going to do it for the gram. No, ma'am. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah she's um pakistani i was like hey you're a black man in georgia he was like oh i know i ain't touching her and then where's my youngest son his girlfriend is jamaican and i'm like you know if you get that girl pregnant you're gonna have to marry her so right watch out like don't play that and yes then you white and jamaican i girl love that Ooh. Mm. oh i'm gonna have the reading rainbow of grandchildren just <laughs> just I mean, they're going to be gorgeous and I love that, but I'm saying like, just from you coming from, even if it's not an all encompassing thing, you know, but like no Pakistani culture, 
might dictate this, you know, Jamaican culture mm-hmm. will dictate this. You know what I'm saying? Just having that shit, that those were not conversations that were had when we were growing up. So it was just like, don't do this, but it was never like, okay, well, based on the decisions that you choose, these are some possible outcomes of those things. These are some things to be aware of. And I just, I don't know, like it's interesting to hear black parenting in such a transparent and healthy way because that's not the type of parenting that we got when we were growing up no it's well because you have to like it's just like my son is a black man in georgia and they're not gonna see this genius kid who's a straight a gifted student all they see is a six foot one man Mm -hmm. with locks yep He's not a man. He's a kid. Mm-hmm. Like he's the sweetest thing you'll ever meet. The world's not going to see that, which is sad to me. Mm-hmm. It's not. And with having a black son and two white sons, I have to be cognizant that Bailey has to be twice as better to get half as much. I just want to raise free black children. And yeah. sometimes I'm looked at like you're being too hippie. You're being white. And I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. Mm. I saw a TikTok the other day, a really, really cute, um, fat black woman. And basically she Mm. was just like, why do people, when black women decide to indulge in luxury and indulge in softness and like a soft aesthetic, I mean, like she had on like a cute little cozy cardigan and I mean, you know, just like soft, comfy clothes. And she was like having tea, you know, the same things that we see so many white influencers doing. And we're like, oh my God, like so peaceful. Like what a vibe, what a mood. And we immediately have to take that away from black people. We have to assign, oh, well, it's performing whiteness. It is a white thing. And I was like, but think about the other messaging that like, think about what you actually mean when you say that, right? That was her point. And it was just the masculinization of black women. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, I mean, you know, still like culturally, like maybe, white people don't feel like we deserve it maybe you know but it's like black people it's just like we're associated with be, like being so hard and being so tough that when somebody is just so openly soft that it is like jarring to other black people and the only other way that we know how to equate that is like well that's white girl shit right who are you we and don't I- do that what is all this soft person shit like we don't do that's for white people and i'm like no and like i thought it was perfectly lovely i was like oh i identify with this like this is like cottage core this is so cute she is adorable she looks so comfy i love that coffee mug like i'm having my own little cozy moment and that's kind of what that brought to the mm-hmm. surface for me like oh white yeah. people shit i i hate that like i have been told so many times like the first instance of your being white, okay, I went to a PWI. Mm-hmm. My child is for HBCU. Mm-hmm. But my first instance was I worked at a hospital in the same time I went to college in. I mm-hmm. kind of like kind of settled that with my ex-husband. And a child drowned. Y'all are getting swimming lessons. Yeah. Like when I got them the swimming lessons, so many of my family members were like, why are you doing something? Why are you being so white? And I'm like, bruh, little black kids drown because we not we not learn how to swim mm-hmm. i'm like go down to the y pay 20 dollars. this was 17 years ago y'all i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it ain't 20 dollars now right ain't nothing 20 dollars. and get them damn kids some swimming lessons so they don't die and you know black folks can't swim right. 
Right. I was like, so why do we have to be a monolith? Like my children have been all over the world. And it's because so many little black kids never leave 30 miles outside of their hood or mm-hmm. outside of their neighborhood. And why not? No, I'm like, save up your money. Like me and my best friend, we take her granddaughter and my two kids, like we go on cruises. So we've been mm-hmm. all over the my kids have been all over the world because I want you to see life. I want you to see the world. I want you to understand. And it's just, yeah, no. And it's just like, y'all be on some white people shit. Why? Like for his 18th birthday, we went skydiving because he wanted to go. Well, I wanted to go for my 35th and he couldn't go with me because he was 15 at the time. Mm-hmm. And you had 18. So I said, okay, we'll do it for your 18th birthday. So we went skydiving. Like, <laughs> it was so much fun it okay was- did your stomach feel like the drop thing the whole way down no it didn't i like that i feel like that is like such an uncomfortable situation like an uncomfortable sensation like when you're on a roller coaster going down you know the feeling i'm talking about it yeah. doesn't feel like that when you're falling no. It was the most beautiful, beautiful thing I've ever experienced. I really felt like I was the closest to God and God and ancestors. It was like life affirming, life change. And this is after I found out I had the tumor. I had to lie on the medical thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're like, blood <sighs> pressure? No. Heart problems? No. <laughs> I'm perfectly like- fine. Everything is totally normal. Right. Everything is great. Thank right. you so much. Strap me up, Scotty. Mm. Right. That's why I was like, how did you get past the medical raver? I was like, they didn't ask for no medical records. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you if you and A, everyone experienced God and ancestors, jump out of a plane. I'm it so was scared. scared. I'm so scared. It was every everything. That's I mean, like it sounds like so much fun. I feel like maybe I might be able to feel better about that or like simulate it like hot air balloons I think mm-hmm. like that that is like oh like we're up in the sky there's a guy here that we don't want to be here because he has to do the mechanics we got it okay same some, some similarities there lower drop speed okay like that feels good to me we're in a little basket we could have some champagne or a little snack that feels good um but yeah like I don't know like even I don't know like would I feel more stupid in a hot air balloon accident <laughs> probably (laughs) or like a skydiving accident I don't know like I feel like the worst that could happen is like we end up dangling from a tree for a very long time also with the guy like ugh. a okay when I proposed to them um Mm -hmm. I took them for a flight lesson like that was something that they always wanted to do there's like a really cute like youtube video about Mm -hmm. it but I found a place locally that you can actually like charter a plane you can either just like do like a sunset flight or you know whatever um or you can actually literally like take a flight class like I mean it's the same cost like either way but you can like log your hours you've got like an instructor to walk you through everything and they were so excited by that and I I guess this is like my first like married lady thought about my fiance at that point I was like we can never fucking do that again because if you die on one of these little raggedy ass planes and leave me here it would have been my fault and it would have been completely avoidable 
And so I feel like because so much of my life has been like unpredictable and like loss, Mm -hmm. that there are some things that I'm willing to risk and some things that I'm just not. It could change over time. But for right now, I'm just like, just stay on the ground. Maybe at some point, you know, we might have like a nice little like heterosexual couple moment where I'm just like, I fucking hate you. Maybe you should go jump out of a No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) I don't know, like we know lots of heterosexual people that just do not like each other that much. Um, (laughs) But I don't know, I I get so scared. Airplanes are fine. Like we do fine on airplanes, even though like, if I'm honest, most of the airplane ride, I'm just like, we could die at any moment and we're going to die right over Cuba. Um, (laughs) And I don't know how they're going to get in touch with any of my family because I don't talk to any of them and they're not going to, I mean, like, what are they going to do? Like, nobody's going to come to like Cuba to get my remains and then do what? Take me back to the United States. So then I'll just have to like rest on my laurels and just expect that like the white side of my family will of course want their youngest baby. So they'll want their remains. And then I guess like, maybe they'll like pick mine up on the way too. maybe in the same basket or they'll just throw me away either way. Like, can we just get both of those? Come on, I just feel like Cuba is not supposed to be where I rest um, for eternity. So like really just whoever gets the remains, just scoop them up, throw them on the back of the truck. Just get me somewhere closer to something that I know or something more appropriate. You could probably ship me to Africa. Um, I don't know. Maybe they'll know what to do with me there. I I don't know. I haven't really thought that far ahead in the future, but I experienced such anxiety about like the sky and falling out of it. Um, (laughs) That was my daughter, my 15 year old. She has anxiety and she's just like, so yeah, I'm not going to see my mom and my brother drop out of the plane. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I understand. I get it. I get it. Now it was 360, but we had the video and all that stuff. I was like, I can email you the video. Ooh, it's like, oh my gosh, I would love to see it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, like I've got like <laughs> my palms are like kind of sweaty right now. Thinking like, why do I feel nervous? Like I'm jumping out of a plane see that freaky fucking empath shit like i'm probably experiencing some remnants of remembering well okay and like also i'm clairsentient thank you very much so like literally you know how like a clairvoyant person can like see spirit see energy clairaudience like you hear voices you can hear spirit um so clairsentience i feel so like that empath shit like on a hundred if you were just feeling like really really excited remembering that were you just feeling really excited remembering that (laughs) okay because i'm feeling a lot of it like in my like in my chest like my heart started to be a little bit faster and my tummy feels kind of like it has butterflies and I just feel like I'm like oh um but I understand that I do not have um a connection to these feelings so like I'm getting better about being like oh this isn't mine I'm just sharing in the of this with you um but yeah like it, it took me some time like that's a very new skill because I have not always been aware I'm just like why am I so angry why am I so anxious why do I I'm like oh they're not my feelings that's it's, it's fine you know and a lot of time I can just be like oh okay I feel a lot of this I'm gonna go over here and do something else now because this has nothing to do with me it's somebody trying to get my attention or you know but I'm mm-hmm. like I, I got something else to do <laughs> it's yeah. really weird to talk about it like that but yeah well I can it was your saying because like I'm an empath who works in the fucking medical field. Yes. That is precisely the reason I don't work in the medical field or in education. And I used to be a teacher at mm-hmm. college. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want to help yeah. everybody and heal everybody, but not everybody mm-hmm. wants to be helped and not everybody wants to be healed. <laughs> it's 
all. And I really found that I was like, oh, yeah, my, my new thing is like, you should see therapy. That's, yep, that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not Bob the Builder and I can't fix it. Mm -hmm. how has that realization impacted what you do for a living now because we didn't touch on this but you also do um education like you work in education you're a phlebotomist by trade um and you know you're still very interconnected in the medical field so with this knowledge of your empath superpower how does that affect your work so i have empathy but not sympathy Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yep, hundred percent. So I empathize a lot. Like I had to like stop working at the children's hospital because I was falling in love, but it was making me love children and hate adults. Yep. Like I was in an area adult, like you fucking piece of fucking scum. Why would you do that to a baby? And I'm just like, that ain't got nothing. That's you don't even know what that person's doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yep and. But I'm the person that everybody wants to tell their story to. Same. It's like everybody shit in it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just like I, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> and it's and it's not like I don't care because I don't care, but it's like I don't care because I have to protect who I am. Yep, I don't so, care because I can't. I can't care. <laughs> right. And it's just like. I would have students sometimes they would tell me about their home life and all that stuff. And being when being working in the children's hospital, I'm a mandatory state reporter. So mm-hmm. there has been times where I have literally stopped people like, stop. Why? Because if you continue to talk, I, I will literally go into work tomorrow and report this. Mm-hmm. So is this are you sure this is where you want to go? Right. And seeing children die and seeing children like I'm a very spiritual person. I don't necessarily believe in like Juan Curl Jesus that most of these like mm-hmm. Southern Christians believe in, but I believe in God and I believe in the ancestors and all of that stuff. And I, my faith is very grounded in when working at Choa, I would literally see kids on the brink of death and see them come back. And you can't tell me there's not the higher power to that. Mm-hmm. you can't tell me that they're not surrounded by their ancestors and they're not breathing life into them and God's not breathing life into them but I also don't understand how that same God could let that happen to them mm-hmm. friends we call each other the wives there's three of us it's mm-hmm. a little a little white Mormon girl Puerto Rican <laughs> a little Puerto Rican girl and me mm-hmm. <laughs> So Brittany, she goes, oh, you, we have some patients you have to give kids gloves to. And I said, I don't give adults kids gloves. I treat adults like adults. And I treat kids like I treat kids. Like, no, I'm not going to talk to this adult in this baby voice. I don't understand why people think that's rude. It's honest. I mean, it's just like, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. There's no, re- no. you don't need to make my life fucking difficult because of a decision you don't want to make. You can either let me do it or not let me do it. It's up to you. Right. It's either way. I get paid mm-hmm. and like she was like I can't believe you said that I was like because That's I do <laughs> I was like so I'm not gonna and I was like and I understand that this is not about me mm-hmm. so you, cannot, you can't even ruin my day she was just like are you kidding me Because people truly believe that as medical professionals that we're supposed to die for them. 
Mm-hmm. I've literally had patients tell us that. What? Well, the, yes. Well, because of the Hippocratic Oath, first of all, medical the Hippocratic are, Oath is do no yes. harm. You're, right. A lot of patients are Facebook smart and Google smart. Mm-hmm. So they like to state the emergency medical act for you. And I'm like, hey, so you're in the wrong setting for that. And let me explain how. You're in a private doctor's office. So this is essentially a private business. So we can refuse service to you. Where we could not refuse service to you if you were dying. We would mm-hmm. have to. And the only thing then, we will only have to stabilize you and get you somewhere who can continue your service. Right. Or if you're having a baby. And seeing that you have a penis, you're not having a baby. Being a liberal black woman in an interracial relationship in a red state, <laughs> it's wild. Very, very, it's just like, it's why am I fighting to have the same rights as me? I'm not. I don't, I don't feel like everybody should should miss this I don't know and I feel like the internet makes it so easy for just anybody like I'm just like you know what I have a microphone so guess what everything that I say is the law now I know everything I am a white woman I don't know anything but I have a microphone and your attention so here we go these are the crazy things that I've been thinking that I'm going to choose I'm going to convince you are the truth are you ready number five Donald Trump is still the president Joe Biden is never the president. The election was stolen. That is exactly what is going on now. He will come back into power in 2024. No, I will not be accepting any questions about this. That's my favorite thing. And I'm like, okay, so I have a question. So if Donald Trump's still the president, then why is he um, doing Joe Biden's agenda? I mean, Joe Biden's agenda is like, you can do more. However, why? Well, because they have to like conform and trick all y'all into thinking. And I'm just like, my favorite is the JFK Jr. one. Which one Have about you? JFK? Tell me, because I feel like <laughs> I've heard it. it is something about how he's not dead either. Yeah, he's still alive. And he's like had this plastic surgery and he's going to run with Trump in 2024. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite one. I'm like, didn't he die in a plane crash? Or Man, something about- mean- something were his remains ever found did you find them i don't think you did so number three <laughs> right that's like all lives matter and if you say black lives matter that is racism only black people can be racist not white people and i am oppressed number two i literally have somebody told me tell me that white men were the most oppressed people in the united states oh, was it like, a white so just- man that said that to you it was a white woman about her husband christian white men i was like what who has more power than white men who has more resources than white men who is treated better than white men to the point to where there is a discernible disparity between the treatment of white men versus the treatment of other people. That is where oppression exists. What opportunities are white men constantly being passed over for? What resources are they not allowed to have access to? Who has the hiring and the firing power if not white men? That is where we find oppression. White right. men are in control of all of these things. 
every last one of those things, including the goofy white bitches that decide to say things to defend these poor white men. Even the poorest white man has more privilege than the richest black man than the richest black man because you know what you see a beautiful black man and a nice ass car in the wrong area a cop is going to stop that black man and we better hope and pray that it is somebody who is on our cause and just mm-hmm. recognize that there was a tail light out and not somebody coming back out for blood right oh my if that's a white man he could probably have some meth in the back. The sheriff is probably his buddy. He's just going to let him go off and do what he needs to do. He might get a citation. He might be drunk and just like have to go to a holding cell for a little bit. But when white men are pulled over, statistically speaking, they're going to leave that interaction alive. My son is going to ASU and my mom's biggest gripe with it is that he has to drive through country. He has to drive through cotton fields through small white counties in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And she is terrified. Yeah, I get that. Terrified. I get that. But this is the best for him. Mm-hmm. And she's terrified. And I am too, because I'm just like, okay, what's the safest car I can get him that's not too flashy, but it's mm-hmm. not going to break mm-hmm. And make sure you just drive at daylight. And I'll, like, I'm like, I have all these things that I have to think of. Like, make sure your insurance. And I gotta make sure you have triple A and all of this stuff. Just gotta to make sure that home. we got you a battery pack for when your battery goes out, just in case you don't have any Bluetooth. Gotta make sure that your location services are turned on, so that if I can't get in touch with you, I can still figure out where you were or be able to triangulate what your location might be based off of the last time that I was able to see your location. Nobody, if you're not having to think about shit like that, because everybody, because it's not even like all people of color, like all skin folk is not kin folk. Okay. So it's not just white people that do this oppressing. Latinx people still do that oppression. You know what I'm saying? White people still do that oppression. European people still do that oppression. And then we can have a whole other conversation about, you know, um, Eidos, you know, who are descendants of enslaved people and like people that are actually from Africa. Like we have, we could have like a whole other amount of discourse for that. I just assumed that all Black people celebrated Obama being president. Mm -hmm. I just assume, even if you didn't agree with his politics, this is the first black man president. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I can't stand him. I was like, but why? And he was so kind to people. Okay, like Barack Obama was very handsome, which was nice. Like it has not been a handsome man in the White House in a very long time as the president. Um, also, I will go ahead and like out myself a little bit and let everybody know that while I do not agree with the policies that were implemented, I thought George W. Bush was adorable. <laughs> he is so cute. <laughs> and Obama? Oh my God. Michelle, George Bush will get you about Michelle Ooh, Obama. George Bush, don't nobody love Michelle Obama like George Bush love Michelle Obama. No. Like George, I'm pretty sure if anything ever went down with George Bush with Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, that George Bush would be like, I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. Queen Heart, that's that split. I don't need no, I got it. Sit down. The way Buddy was looking at her, he looked like a little boy. It was the cute, you know, like how. 
And I find this to be especially true of older white men for some reason, but they're, if they're being cheeky or if they're like being flirty or something like that, just this boyish look on their faces. I don't know, like, I I can't always see those types of micro expressions and like people of color, but white men specifically, not white women, not little white boys that look older, younger, like little white boys look like little white boys, but older white men will sometimes be doing something they ain't got no damn business doing and they look like happy naughty little 10 year old boys and it is the cutest thing and that was his face that entire time sitting next to michelle he it's like so funny because i'm like if you don't love me how george bush loves michelle obama i don't i don't want it i don't want it i'm like because anytime those two are together laura and barack already know okay so he got it's so cute oh it is so cute that he has a crush on that lady it is the cutest shit in the world to me and i can't help but love the fact that michelle obama is a black black woman okay like ain't no telling it's no exoticism there like michelle obama is a black woman yes and he he was like i like that (laughs) he will give a life he will lay his life down for michelle obama he's like he'd be ready to risk it all for michelle boy i love it i love it i don't understand pride in this country i don't understand american pride i don't understand how people feel like this is the greatest nation when we it's not even a priority to us to make sure that all of the citizens there and all of the people there and citizens are not because immediately we're going to treat non-citizens like shit because it's what they deserve, obviously. Um, that satire, if for some reason, like you, you sarcasm in your thing, I was being sarcastic. Um, but, but it's kind of the truth. Right. And I'm just like, oh, is the reason that gun control right now isn't as big of an issue as it needs to be because enough white people haven't died from gun violence because it's not a problem restricting it and really cracking down the law and throwing the book at black people or at brown people when things like this happen. So is it just not enough white people yet? Is it some type of like population control thing going on that they're just like, okay, well, they're just gonna do it themselves. I I I don't know. I don't trust anything. Everything makes me feel weird and like less human. And I don't enjoy it (laughs) i'm not having a good time funny like because of all the countries we've been to the funniest thing like when you go outside of america Mm -hmm. one you realize live in the ghetto of the world yes this is the ghetto yes the ghetto even in these third world countries we still live in the ghetto yeah and two it is stated for a fact that americans are lazy yes they say it so factually that it's not like an opinion like they literally say americans are lazy yeah I was like, what? Because I was like, well, why? I was on a cruise ship and I was like, well, why aren't any like Americans working in like the, you know, hospitality and all that stuff? They're like, Americans are lazy. And it was just a fact. I was just like, whoa. (laughs) Damn. I mean, okay. Nice to meet you, ma'am. American here. Right. Shit, that's a hot take, buddy. Damn. Americans are lazy. I was like, we're and not they're like, lazy. it's just a really fucked up power dynamic that happens here and it's all really fucked up and I'm really really sorry that it happens that way but it's not because people are lazy or don't have the 
means to work, but do you know the resources that it would take for somebody to be able to work from a cruise ship? Do you understand the way <laughs> that yeah. our economy is set up in the United States? Like nobody's going to know if they have somewhere to live. You can get houseless people, but if you require an address on that application, that's going to wipe a lot of Americans out who would probably love to work on a cruise ship and have their fucking room and board and food paid for because they live where they work. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me so sad. Documentation is so difficult. I'm like, wow. Like, and it's just like, and I came back and I done that work. I was like, y'all, the world literally thinks we're lazy. And we're a laughing stock because of Trump. Mm-hmm. And they think we have monster food. Like, what? <laughs> when I was in- and I was just like, wow. Like, he was like, we went on a tour and he just picked the mango off the tree and he gave it to us. And I was like, well, what's, isn't that something like and He was like, food is food. If you're hungry, we feed you. He was like, what and the I was fuck like, is wrong oh. with you? That's a weird thing for you to ask. And you're just like, well, Correct. in the United States, my black ass could have gotten shot for this mango. He's like, food is food. Like, when I was in Jamaica, I was like, well, who do y'all buy the land from? He said, who owns the land? God? You buy land from God? I was like, like, no, I bought it from a white person that and bought it, this it other made- stolen land from another white person. So tell us about your business. So on our closing note, our guest has an amazing business that I cannot wait to patronize. And I will definitely make sure I spill the tea. So tell us about your business. So I own an all-natural, luxurious skincare company. It nourishes your mind, body, and soul. It's called Ooh Butter Baby. So I made, I created it because my daughter, my 15-year-old, she is allergic to most mass-produced things. So I made it so I can have something to, like, nurture her skin in. All the butters, so I have butters, I have body um, scrubs, I call them butter washes. I have a butter scrub. I have a butter lip balm. It's a lip balm. So all the butters have a base of five ingredients. Kokomoo butter, mango butter, shea butter, grapeseed oil, and sweet almond oil. So all of those are made to like nourish your skin. It's anti-aging, anti-inflammatory. It just helps your skin. Like it really nourishes your mind, body, and soul. And I use essential oils and like real flowers and all that stuff. Like some things have fragrances, but most of the time I'm using real essential oils. So, cause I'm about this life. I truly love making it. I truly like, I put my heart, my body, my soul into it. I'm the person who I'm researching hours upon hours on what can I do to use, to put this in there to make this better, all that jazz. Um, I really want y'all to try it. It's at oobutterbaby.com. It's O-O-H-B-U-T-T-A, baby. It's everything to me because I literally made it for my baby. And it's every and all, like, everything's all natural, like, for real, for real. Like, you know, like, I'm not talking about mass-produced things, but it has no water in it. So it's really nourishing your skin. It's really penetrating into your skin. Mm-hmm. Um it's not like sitting on top of your skin. I want you to be soft. I want you to be soft like a baby. Like yeah. one, one of the biggest compliments I ever got was from an ex and he told me I had stripper skin. And I was like, hey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Strippers are so soft and they smell yeah. so good. I was like, I use my own stuff. Thank you. <laughs> 
So yeah, it's not your average shea butter. So please don't call it shea butter. Shea butter is maybe one of the least ingredients I use in it. <laughs> it's everything. So yeah, follow me, get you some ooh butter, baby, become a butter babe. It's I literally like this started out as a pet project for my daughter and my friends was like, you should sell this. And yeah, and I have a zodiac line. I make butters for different zodiacs and I use essential oils in it to literally like calm the zodiac and bring the zodiac peace. So for each um, different zodiac season, I open that zodiac up. So, and it's a butter, it's an oil, it's a spray, it's a wash for each zodiac too. Yeah, that's ooh butter, baby. I love it. I hope you try it. That was amazing. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I have, this conversation has been absolutely soul filling. I have had such an amazing time. Like we just just need to schedule us just some regular chats just so we can shoot the shit. I mean, I'm down. I love this. I'm obsessed. I I am obsessed with you. (laughs) I will shoot you out of my ID. I was like, why are we two different souls in the same body? Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. sometimes it beats I, like that. And I know exactly what to do with them connections. Come on in here. Come on yeah. over here to me. All right, <laughs> honeybees. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Sweetest Honey Podcast. Please make sure you connect with us on social media. Visit our website, sweetesthoney.love. You can email info at sweetesthoney.love if you have a sweet note you'd like to read, an anecdote to share, or if you would like to see about being a guest or guest host on the podcast. You can also send us a text message or voicemail to 205-202-0511. I would absolutely love to hear for y'all. Remember, we're going for 52 episodes this year. So if you have anything you'd like to contribute for that 52, if y'all need to do some collaboration, this is your call to action. If you feel so moved by these words, honey, please reach out. I would love to have you. We love you and we'll see you next time. Bye.